Jonathan. And I'm Ross. Today we're going to talk about neighboring where we're called. So last week we talked about neighboring where we are. Whether that's where we live or where we happen to spend a lot of our time in the community. And this week we want to talk about neighboring where we're called. So this is this is more about who do I intentionally seek out in the community and love them and find out what their needs are and, and maybe help meet some of those needs. Yeah, I think there's two things about that. There's actually learning what the needs are, and that takes some intentionality, some activity to understand what's going on in my city and who really does need my help. Mm-hmm. And then there's also the, the group of people that you know their needs already because you're in relationship with them, you're connected to them, and they have needs that you can meet, you can help meet. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's the first step, I think, in that is just trying to learn your city a little bit um, and understand what are the issues that cause some of my neighbors to really not flourish in life and how can I participate in making that reality change. Yeah, and I think it's important to recognize that there's a difference between being a neighbor to those people and just volunteering in a nonprofit that helps that particular issue or that particular need. Like what we're really talking about when we say neighboring is mm-hmm. forming a relationship with them, becoming proximate to them, getting yeah. close um, and loving them as an individual person, yeah. you know, kind of getting back to what we talked about with whole person, mm-hmm. having a relationship uh, rather than just participating in something that helps meet a general need in the community. Right. There's some systemic things uh, that we might need to address once we get to know the people and what their life experiences. We might see some things that are keeping them down that mm-hmm. we maybe not, you know, maybe we didn't see before. Right. Now I think of uh, the Old Testament where. God sets up rules for his community, his, the people that he calls his own, right? Israel, mm-hmm. he says, hey, when, when you glean, you need to leave some things behind so that those who need it can come and do some work and get what's left over. Right. And so that you're providing for a widow or a stranger or an orphan mm-hmm. um, in a way that gives them dignity. They get to come and do this work, but it was creating space in your everyday life um, that allowed these broken systems sort of repair itself and I think you can look through Old Testament stuff like that and just see how God was trying to care for specific groups of people who are marginalized kind of down and out maybe cast aside by society Um, and he calls us to do the same thing Mm -hmm. Uh, in the New Testament when Jesus says love your neighbor as yourself he means those who are close to us but also those in need and he's thinking back to the people that God would say are kind of the special group of people that he cares for and he's going to make sure they get cared for Right. We were asked to participate in that. Yeah, and just like neighboring where you are, um, you know, it seems like a small impact when you zero in on just like the individual interaction. But whenever you think about a whole city and you picture mm-hmm. what would it be like if everybody was loving where they are and neighboring where they're called as well, yeah. you know, it would cause a really big systemic change just right. from those little interactions. Yeah, and I think it is important to clarify that. We should be a neighbor wherever we see needs and we can meet them. Mm-hmm. I think that's what God asks us to do. Uh, but there's also going to specific marginalized groups of people in our neighborhood that maybe we don't see as often. Right. Um, and doing, we have to meet both of those needs. And mm-hmm. we're called as the people of God 
collectively to go and bring shalom to those places as well.